Jesus, we come together as to remember the Lord's death and to break bread together. In Matthew chapter 20, it says that Jesus predicted what was going to happen to him. And so this is not something that came upon him. He knew it was. In fact, uh, he knew all along what was going to happen. It didn't come upon him unexpectedly or anything like that. Matthew 20, verse 17. Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart on the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. And they shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. He was a prophet, and what he said came true. Then after that, James and John came, uh, desiring to sit on his right and his left hand in his kingdom. And uh, this caused a lot of consternation among the other disciples who were moved with indignation against them because they had this desire. And... uh, he asked him, Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? And they said, We are able. He saith to them, You shall indeed drink of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. Now this baptism, Jesus was getting ready to undergo was his death. He just talked about it before, predicting that he was going to be taken to Jerusalem, delivered to the Gentiles, they were going to crucify him. That's what he's talking about. They, the disciples at this point didn't understand. And then in the verse 25, Jesus tells them that the, in the, the Gentile world, you have people who are in positions of authority and power, and you have people of service to serve them. You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. So you tell people what to do, and they do it for you. In verse 26, he says, But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That's the reason Jesus came. He knew it in advance. That we were in bondage to sin. We were in bondage to sin. Actually, we were sold under sin. And there had to be a ransom price to redeem us. There's a price that had to be paid to, to buy us back. So Christ was not ignorant of this. He knew exactly what was going to happen. There was a debt that had to be paid. It wasn't just, well, he's going to let you go. No, the debt had to be paid, and the the price was paid to God. So with the payment of the ransom price, then the person who's in bondage, the slave, let's talk about us. We're set free and liberated by this ransom price. And Jesus said, he was going to give his life 
as a ransom for many. Now, people might think, well, that he just died for a few people. Well, the very similar phrasing is in First uh, Timothy chapter two, speaking of uh, Christ. Verse five and six. First Timothy two five and six. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all, to be testified in due time. Mm-hmm. In Matthew, he says to be his life as a ransom for many. Well, consider, all of this happened because of Adam. We have one man who committed one sin, and it affected all of us. We were all, as a result of that, now in bondage to sin and slavery. We couldn't free ourselves. There was no way to pay this. It demanded perfect obedience to Christ, to God. Well, no one could do that. But Christ did. In uh, the scripture is clear that the ransom price that was paid was Christ, his blood, his death. His, his, he gave his life as a ransom. It says in First Peter two eighteen and nineteen, we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. In uh, if you're going to pay a ransom, well, you think, well, you give them a lot of money and they'll set you free. Well, it it has to be something that cannot be corrupted as a ransom payment. That's the precious blood of Christ. Yeah. Incorruptible. Without blemish and without spot, it had to be sinless. In Acts 20, verse 28, it describes the church of God. We are part of his church purchased with his own blood, God's own blood, is what we were purchased with. That's the purchase price. And because of it, he did that, because he did go through, he could have easily not gone through with it. And when he was praying to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said he could ask for uh, 12 legions of angels to come, and they would rescue him. I praise God he did go through it. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, is, is we are, have all the benefits of, the, of what he did. We have, it says in Romans 3.24, we are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We have our sins forgiven because he paid the ransom. Amen. He gave up his life. Now, because we've been purchased... We, are, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. He purchased us with his own blood. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, it says, Ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And because he's bought you back with his blood, you belong to God. That, Jesus had all of this in mind when he went to the cross. He had to shed his blood to ransom us. In Ephesians 1, 6, it says we are accepted in the beloved, speaking of Christ. And it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. This is part of the ransom that was paid. 
structure. Now, there's something interesting in Leviticus. It's a passage in the law speaking about someone who sold themselves into slavery. They couldn't pay a debt, and they sold themselves into slavery. And so, uh, but it makes a provision there in Leviticus 25, 48. After he is sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem us. That's, that's why, one of the reasons why Christ had to come to earth and become a man. He had to become one of, one of our brothers to redeem us. The scripture is clear about that point. In uh, Hebrews 2, it, again, talking about the same thing. Hebrews 2, verse 14 and 15. For as much as then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. You notice that's past tense. Satan had the power of death. Not anymore. Amen. And we're still waiting for death to be totally destroyed, but and uh, that will happen. But Satan no longer has that power. Yeah. It says in verse 15, to deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. This is what Christ came to do, to set us free. We're set free from our sins. We're not in bondage to Satan. We're not bondage to sin. We're set free. We're at liberty. And that, when Jesus said, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many, that's the purpose why Christ came. And that's why we're here tonight at this table remembering what Christ did. When he was on the cross, he came willingly, although he was uh, uh, he was delivered up to the Gentiles. In fact, his own nation delivered him up to the Romans to be crucified. And just like Jesus predicted, they mocked him, they scourged him, they crucified him. And just like he predicted, the third day, he said, he shall rise again. Praise God, he did. So we're here to remember Christ's death, he shed his blood as a ransom for us. And he raised again from the dead. Amen. This is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. I, uh, we're here to remember that. And everyone who's ransomed participates. He became a partaker of flesh and blood so that we could be a partaker of the divine nature. And so... Uh, I just want to remember Christ, the ransom that he paid, his precious blood. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Christ when we were helpless, when we were in bondage to sin, when we were weak and powerless, when we were enemies. You sent Christ and he came to earth willingly to become a man to redeem us as his brother. He became like us, yet without sin. And Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this wonderful thing that he did. It was terrible for Christ having to undergo all the 
the torture and the torment, having our sins put on him and being rejected by you and separated from you. But Lord, we're so thankful that Jesus did pay the ransom and overcome, and we've been set free. And we, uh, we're just thankful that he did go to the cross to take our sins away, to shed his blood. And as we're here at this table, we remember his blood that was shed for us and his body was broken for us. And we're just so thankful for the grace you've given to us. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, amen.